Hi, I'm Kyra Carlin, and I'm so excited that you decided to sit in with us on BU Unapologetically podcast. This podcast for me is the thing that created my life. I have been living my life behind closed doors, feeling like I had to show up for everybody else. It wasn't until I decided to show up for me unapologetically that I started living my life. I'm on a mission to help women find who they are and love themselves every single day to show up as them. I want you to be you unapologetically. So stay tuned for the rants, the raves, and the side notes of all the things that I have going on in my life to help show you what's possible for you. I want you to be you unapologetically. Hi, and welcome to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I am Kyra Carlin, and I am freaking I'm pumped. I am pumped, pumped, pumped to bring you today's topic, which for you guys who follow me on social media, for the most part, you can kind of guess what today's post is going to be about, or I'm sorry, what today's episode is going to be about based upon my post. For the most part, I usually take this with a grain of salt. So I'm going to kind of talk about what I feel like we think we're supposed to do and then what we actually end up doing. So for me, I am definitely, so my business is multi-level marketing. So I literally live on Instagram, social media, and I help women like be proud of themselves. I help them learn to find their light. I help them to stand up and be them unapologetically. And I think sometimes that comes with really owning the things that they want and really giving themselves permission to go after the things that they believe will make them happy. Because at the end of the day, the whole reason you're showing up or doing a business or starting something or writing that book or starting a clothing line or really taking a chance is because you think on the other side of that success is happiness. And I think one of the things that's hardest to get over or for you to realize is that you should find joy in the journey right now. It shouldn't be once I've sold 100 books, once I have signed three people, once I've done this, I've done that, then I want to feel better. Um, This week, I have dived back into the basics. Like, what is it that made me say yes? What is it that made me want to start a podcast? What made me want to help women? And it was because I knew what it felt like to not feel like myself. I knew what it felt like to feel lost or to feel ashamed or to make myself small. And I would hear women talk about mom guilt and things that made them feel like they were less than, and I didn't understand it. I thought mom guilt was an old time thing. I thought that, you know, making fun or picking at a woman who is working was something that they did in 1950s, right? Like, is that ever what you've thought when you think of people saying like, oh yeah, I get mom guilt. But I've experienced this in real time more recently than not. And I have found that it made me question like, am I being a bad mom? Am I showing up less than in my marriage? Am I showing up not good enough with my family or with my business? Like, what is it am I that I'm doing that's making me feel like this? And what I found was that I was listening to outside sources breathe life into my insecurities. So it's kind of like when you are in junior high. Or if you can think back to maybe, I don't want to say traumatic, but that's one of the best ways to put it is a traumatic instance that you have never forgotten. So for me, it was junior high. It was seventh grade. We were in the choir room. We were sitting there and the girl sitting next to me pointed out and wanted to know why I had wore the same pair of pants every single day that week. I I mean, I'm sure it was like Wednesday or Thursday. So it was enough that, okay, you know, Kyra has worn the same pair of pants multiple days in a row. And 
I know that she knew because then like you know because on one side you could be like well she didn't know she was just genuinely asking but the thing was she asked and then the second thing that she asked and she's like and why do you have holes on the inside of your legs now for those of you who do not know my story I grew up plus size meaning like whenever I was in fifth grade I wore size 12 pants if you guys listen to the very first episode I give you the backstory of all of the trauma that I have faced being overweight and obese at a very young age and I was 14 when this happened this instance and I will never forget it I know her name I can see her face and you know she may not have any idea like I'm sure she has no idea and I'm not even sure if she follows me on social media or listens to my podcast. Um, But the thing is that traumatic moment is something that I've never forgotten. And it has been a staple in how I live my life. And it's because something happens that you never forget. And it really plays a key factor in how you interact as you grow up. So to me, it brought to my attention that other people are aware of the fact that I am overweight and I am wearing plus size clothing, I am in junior high, and I was wearing those clothes because I was too ashamed to tell my mom that I didn't have any jeans that fit me. And so these jeans did fit, so I wore them multiple days in a row. Well, since my legs were bigger and rubbing together, it literally caused a hole to be in my jeans well then they were the only ones that I could wear so I kept wearing them um so that moment happened and it was like I could have just died in my chair I was like the feeling even now makes me feel like I have an avocado in my throat and I tell you that story because that story has played such a big factor in the life that I live even now. It's taking me a very, very long time to recognize these things that are triggers for me, recognize the things that have built me the way that I am. So for so, so long, that was really where my yo-yo dieting started. And I started living my life literally scared that people were going to notice me. So I made myself small, not physically. I tried so hard for so long and it wasn't until I joined this network marketing. I am a beach body coach and it wasn't until I implemented not just at home workouts, not just meal plans, but community and support. Those were all things I didn't have before. I tried, you know, different weight loss journeys. I tried fad diets. I tried prescription weight loss pills. All of that was because in the back of my mind, I could still hear my 14 year old self like sitting in shame because I had decided to live my life, not how I wanted. Like I felt like I was a victim and that played a really huge role in the rest of my life of really playing the blame game. Well, it's not my fault that my, you know, these pants are like this because I, my mom hasn't bought me any new ones. It was always me blaming someone else and then wondering why I wasn't getting anywhere, wondering why I wasn't more successful, wondering why I wasn't trying harder. And it was because I was literally taking the thing that traumatized me and using it as my crutch, using it as a thing that made me be the reason I'm not successful. So a lot of the times, that is the thing that you want to stick to, you want to hold on to. Like how many times has somebody said something to you or maybe even you're in a conversation and you say a comment and like after it leaves your mouth, you know that feeling where you just like wish you could grab those words and like stick them right back in because you didn't mean to say it. And then you repeat that saying in your head over and over and over. And maybe that's a me thing. Maybe you don't do that. But that was that's something that I have felt in my life 
for so, so long and until recently getting to the point where I have to let it go. So the thing is other people aren't thinking about you. You are thinking about what other people are thinking about you more than anything else. But what they are doing is thinking about themselves and the words that they have said and the ways that they have felt and the instances they are playing over and over in their head. And we wonder why it is we can't make a, you know, have your breakthrough. You can't be successful in your business. And it's because you keep repeating the same steps over and over and over and wondering why you're not getting a different result. And I tell you all of that to tell you that I started this book called The Slight Edge. Um, I can see the name of the author. I will put it in the show notes. I know it's Jeff. I think it's Jeff. I'm not going to guess it. Not going to guess because I don't know. Um, But the thing is, I was, as I'm reading this, and I'm just in the very beginning of it, he's talking about, you know the thing that you should be doing. You know the thing that is going to make you successful. And I have said this before, and I truly believe that this is so, so true with anything in your life. Like, even as my 14-year-old self, I knew that being a part of sports or being Like I knew that that was something that I could do to be a healthier lifestyle. I knew that I could, I don't know, not eat carbs for every single meal, every single thing that I was doing. Maybe not have 17 ho-hos. Maybe not have all the ding-dongs and the Twinkies. Like my eating habits were terrible. And when something traumatic like that happens that you repeat and you think about over and over and over, it literally is like a vicious cycle. It is like something that you think about, okay, this is the cause. This is the effect. And I'm just going to repeat it because I am going to eat food to make me feel better. So I eat the food. And then as I'm eating it, it is spiking my endorphins. It's making me feel good. But then I'm coming down off of the crash and then I'm in regret and then I'm in denial and then I'm upset. Oh my gosh, what do I do when I'm upset? Well, we go back, we eat. And then I, that was my life for so long. And as I've grown up, I've looked back at my life and for so long, I blamed everything else on everybody else and then made it better by food. And then I wondered, okay, how did you get to be 225 pounds? Like, how did you get to be plus size at such a young age? Because I was trying to fix my life through food. And this is probably the same thing that you are doing with whatever nasty habit that you have. You know, it could, it could be a multitude of things. It doesn't have to be food. A lot of people have food triggers, have emotional food triggers that make them want to show up a different way and they don't know how. So the first thing they're going to do is grab for food that they love. They tie emotions to their food. And I have talked about this to my husband, Michael, before of just saying like emotional eating is not what a lot of people think it is. A lot of people think that emotional eating is when you're happy, you eat. When you're sad, you eat. And it's, some people will tie it to two different ways. So maybe you celebrate and you eat food. When, you know, it's something is great is going on. You got a job promotion. You did this, you did that. You at- you associate going out to eat or eating foods that are a special kind of quality with celebrating. And then the same thing goes for bad. So maybe you have a bad breakup. Like how many times have you seen that emoji or the gif where it has a girl eating straight out of the pint of ice cream because she is feeling bad? It's something that America, I feel like, has tied to emotion is food. But the other side of emotional eating that is weird and I think maybe not understood necessarily is the fact that 
emotionally eating does not necessarily mean the emotions come first and then food. Sometimes the food comes first and then the emotion. So I use this example with my husband. It's kind of like when you know that you have food that you love. So let's take cheesecake for an example. You make a cheesecake and you put it in the fridge and it's got to set up. Or, you know, maybe you bake one, whatever it is. Like the food that you know that you love and you make it and then you put it away. And then all you can do is think about that food. And then you're like, I just need to have a bite of it because I know that I love it. That is emotional eating too. And it's because you know, when I do this, I get this as a result. Once again, it's conflict resolution. So you know that if you eat a piece of cheesecake, you love how it tastes. And that ties in your mind an emotion of love, an emotion of acceptance, like something that you physically love. Like I love how cheesecake tastes, so I'm going to eat it. But then you eat the cheesecake and either you overeat or you think like just one more piece or then you regret it. And then it goes back to that vicious cycle that you have of you ate the food on the top of the high. And then when you were finishing, you're lowering down the circle and then you're coming back around and it's like now you're upset. And it's like, what is going to make me feel better if I'm upset? I know food. So the thing is, so many times we tie our emotions to food, and that causes a lifestyle change. So for me, when I started this journey, the hardest part was not tying my emotions to food. Um, looking at my food as fuel, looking at my food as the thing that was actually going to be my pivotal of if I want to feel better, I have to be very conscious of the food I'm eating because it's almost like you can't unconsciously eat. You eat as what they call a snack accident. And I think the hardest part is recognizing that that's what you do because that is literally taking action and not placing blame on someone else, which you have been doing for so, so long of explaining why it is that you are doing what you're doing. You want to be able to place the blame on, well, I had to because of A, B, and C. But the fact of the matter is you didn't have to do anything, but you know if you tie the blame to someone else, someone made you upset, so now you have to eat the food, it's their fault that you ate the entire bag of Cheetos. No, it's not. It's because you were literally tying your emotion to the food. So my challenge for you, this was not at all, not at all what I was going to talk about for this podcast. Um, My challenge for you is that figure out almost what your triggers are. And if you're trying to figure out what your triggers are, you have to backstep it. So you have to recognize, okay, what is the end result that I'm looking for? If I'm looking to feel better, what is the first thing that I think of? Okay, If I go down that road, like it's almost like you're pretending to go down the path to recognize how you're going to feel. So let's take you have, um, you're upset. So you're thinking about, okay, what's going to make me feel better? And it's like, okay, what if we just go out to eat? Okay, so you go out to eat and you spend X amount of dollars. That's going to be a trigger for you because you spent too much money. And then you come home and then you're upset because you're thinking about all the money that you spent and or the food that you ate. And it's like, well, maybe I'll eat this to make me feel better. And it's once again, tying in that emotion. And it's like, what if you, instead of thinking of making myself feel better, I have to eat. What if I go on a walk? What if I journal? What if I listen to music? What if I move my body for 10 minutes? What if I just dance around with my kids? You know, there are so, so many things that you can do when you're feeling an emotion that is 0% to do with food that your body will once again recognize the feelings that you are wanting. And the best part is 
you're not going to have the downward spiral. So like with your food, when you eat, you get up on that high. And then when you're finishing, you're lowering down the circle. If you are doing something else, if you are doing an action, if you are doing something proactive of the high, you're not going to finish a walk and get mad and then go walk more. You're not going to play with your kids and then get mad and go walk more. You know, that's the thing about it. If you recognize a bad habit, which in this instance is eating food that you don't need to be eating, it's one that makes you rinse, wash, and repeat. It's one that makes you go through a vicious cycle that is a constant spinning wheel. Whereas if you replace the beginning, if you replace the trigger, or I mean not the trigger, you cannot fix the trigger. If you replace the, what's that word I'm looking for? The action, basically the cause or whatever it is you go to, like your trigger is you're feeling bad, whatever it is. Like maybe it's trying on clothes in a dressing room. Maybe it's being around people you don't like. Maybe it's having to do stuff you don't like. You have the trigger. You cannot change the trigger, but you can change how you react. That was the word I was looking for. React. If you were change the reaction of, okay, this is what I'm going to do instead of going and eating a whole thing of Oreos, you don't have to have a repercussion. You don't have to have a fix to the fix that you were trying to fix. So this is a lot of jumble, a lot of rambling about emotional eating, but I want to tie it into the fact of everybody has a traumatic thing or time that has happened to them that makes them want to blame other people and it makes them want to fix things and sometimes fixing things ties into a quick fix and for my my situation and I do believe for a lot of people it's emotional eating um so I hope that being more conscious of your trigger that is making you want to fix you are able to find other things that are helping you get through that versus trying to constantly patch up the work that doesn't have to actually be fixed. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I know it's a lot of ramble, but I mean, I guess you get what you signed up for. I love and appreciate all of your support and your encouragement. If you could give a shout out, maybe do a tag in your Instagram stories, tag me so I can reshare. I appreciate you guys so much and I hope you have an amazing, amazing Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I would appreciate it if you could subscribe and maybe give me a rating for what you love about this podcast. I appreciate all the reviews and your love and support means more to me than you will ever know. 